today we're going to do question and answers. Yeah, so uh, if you didn't submit any, that's fine too. We got a lot to go um, from, but do you want to start us off? Yeah, actually, um, I think we're going to have to do this next week too. Well, we'll see. We'll see where we go. We'll see how many we get through. Really slow, so we can do it next week too. And and if you put a question in, we're not going to cut it off and not answer it. We're going to make sure every question that got in is answered. So, so first question is: uh, Could you share some books, podcasts, and authors that support our foundations at Revive and um, just good biblical uh, principles? Excuse me. So, as you all, how many of you guys have an ESV translation? We guys have an NIV translation, New Living Translation. Okay, so guess what? That's all the Bible. <laughs> Read different translations. It helps you understand yeah. um, where they're coming from, the, the terms, uh, some of the principles that are happening in the Bible. That is one of the best ways to understand the Bible is find multiple translations, put them side by side, and read them. Bible yeah. Gateway is great. Yep. You can get four translations next to each other, three translations, whatever, and read them and say, okay, how is he saying it this way? If you read the message translation compared to the New Living Translation or the NIV, they're going to be two different ways. Sometimes if I'm like, I don't get the Bible, because like sometimes you're reading, you're like, everything just seems like huge words sometimes, right? There's this translation in there called the easy reading version. (laughs) So if you need, if you, if you're like, I do not understand what there, what is, you know, what is a shekel? What is, I don't know what they're talking about. That helps. Sometimes I'll read it in Amplified, and then I'm like, okay, yeah. my spirit understood that. <laughs> my brain needs some help, so then I go to easy reading version. That's a great thing about uh, that. Next thing is, uh, after the translation, is Strong's Concordance. If you don't have a Bible concordance and you like to read the Bible and you want to understand more about it, Strong's Concordance is, like, that thick. It's got everything you can possibly think of. It's really good for just um, breaking down study. words. Um, and get a study Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, the best things that I have used is uh, Dave's study Bible. It's not cheap, and if you can find a study Bible that's cheaper than that, please get it um, because it's, it's not quite um, you know, your average $25, $35 Bible. But it's great with footnotes, and, it can, and the author takes all of his notes and breaks down Scripture into minute sections. So if you're really trying to dissect it, it will help you dissect it. Yeah, um, yeah that's it for... Well, there's a lot more. Oh, yeah, there's a lot more. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay, so so then we have some books that um, I think have helped us. You know, one of our foundations at Revive is building healthy relationships. So keeping your love on, loving your kids on purpose, parent-free punishment, those are all great books that will, they have, you know, biblical reference to it. They say, how do I take punishment out of parenting? How do I have, how do I make connection Number one, and we have pictures up there for you guys. So if you're like, I'm just going to look on Amazon, click, just click it. Um, But those really help building healthy relationships. And then we have Believer's Authority, if anybody, old school Kenneth Kenneth Hagen, Hagen, amazing. Or Andrew Womack, either one of those. Actually, by both, they're really good. Both They have a lot of similar stuff, but a completely different um, angle on them. But they all both line up with Scripture. So by both of them, read them both. There you go. And they're cheap, too. Oh, no, I did something. You did something. There we go. We'll go back to that mm. one. There you go. And then the basics in 21 days. We've, we've done a class here with that. It's so simple because it's like one page of reading. If you're like, I don't like to read. I can't comprehend that thought, but some people don't. Some people are like, I like to listen to it. But that's so basic, and it really just breaks it down piece by piece so that we can get good at hearing from God because, you know, 
you know, we know that God is good, that, you know, that he made us significant to be a part of the kingdom, and that Jesus' blood paid for everything. Those will help you. So if you're like, how does this, you know, how does this support? These are some things that you can pick up, and we put them up there for you guys so that, um, so that you could see that. So, yeah. and then we so got. The, the 20, basic in 21 days, you got, a lot of you guys have read that, but it's a great foundational of what is salvation, what is God, what is, who is God, who is the Son, who is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It will help you just to understand, especially, I yeah. think even as, uh, if you've been saved for 20 years or two weeks, it's great just to read through it and go, oh, yeah, I, I, you, we kind of forget things as we, you know, we don't always study everything all the time. We forget things, and it's a great reminder just who God is and, and um, some of the foundations that he has put into his word. So, and the great yeah. thing is don't just read the, the book. Read the uh, book and read the scripture that goes along with it, and will help you understand it better. There's the key. Read the scripture. I've seen people read the books and be like, well, I've already heard that scripture. Well, God put it in there because you, you know what? You probably need to hear it again. Fully persuaded. So, you know? podcast. Right there. So, so uh, the Revive podcast, of course. Just if you miss a week, listen to it again. Or if you said that was really good, listen to it again. I've listened to some of them over and over. Yeah, I can't listen to my own self. It's really bad. I, I listen to my own self because I'm I thinking, I, I Lord, listen, where I, can I do better? I go about five minutes into my, I can't even stand listening to myself. Oh, no, I, can't I like listening to you, and I like listening to me. I mean, I'm funny. <laughs> when I need to laugh, I'll be like, Oh, I got <laughs> so, yeah. but that's it's a good tool. If you want to know the foundations we have, you know what the best place to go, where our foundations are, our podcast. That's good. So next thing is the Kylo podcast. If you guys want healthy relationships with family, um, it's great for help, helping with boundaries and connection. It could be family, work, coworkers, yeah, any, any type of relationship. Yeah. It is so good. It's, it's a father good. daughter yeah, healthy relationships that do it, and it's awesome. If you don't have a healthy relationship with someone listen to it if you have a healthy relationship with someone listen to it i listen to it um like once or twice a week they bring out new ones and i listen to it during meetings at work (laughs) (laughs) okay it's great because i'm always the last one to go so i listen to them you know i listen to one ear and the other ear Probably shouldn't have said that one. Okay, let's keep Anyways, going. Moral revolution. Moral revolution. So uh, this is really great for, um, especially young people. Um, this is, they have. But it's a, not only for young people. Yeah, they don't have. They have books. They have podcasts and just different things. But um, we gave it to our kids when we were what, 13, 14, something like that. And um, and they found all the podcasts on yeah, their own. Yeah, they found all the podcasts on their own. But it's a great podcast just for. We live in a very sexualized. Um, country and a, and a world world and so what happens is this is going to b- help bring um what the society is saying to us about sex and relationships and what the word of god says about sex and relationships and it, it breaks it down they have um healthy speakers and they have a, a, just a way of being able mm-hmm. to take what culture is doing and say well this is what culture says is right but what does the word of god say and bring it back to the word of god and look at it and say this is what god says about marriage this is what god says about sexuality man mm-hmm. and a woman whatever it is they they have a really yeah. good podcast so if even if you have a healthy relationship and you want uh, more more listen to it the also has things even like how do i teach my kids about sex like my six-year-old's asking it even has things like that for parents and things like that so it's you don't have to be like well i'm single that's for me no it's it's so it's for everybody the, the birds and the bees book or the ken and the barbie doll and say no no we're not doing that. Do that so all right so yeah. second question this is all Matt. What are some resources to help understand the books of the Bible better? This guy is way better at 
Okay, so, so again, like I said, big study Bible. I love that book. When I'm really trying to dig into something, I will open that book up because I need to, to see um, what's going on um, in a minute level. There's a lot of, uh, like, get a study Bible. You can get study Bibles in every translation, but it, it will, what I love about study Bibles and um, a, uh, the voice translation is really good at um, helping break down some of the things because it has sub notes of what was happening in the culture at that time, who was speaking, who they were writing to. So it'll help you understand the Bible in a greater way. Um, message translation, you can get a message translation uh, study Bible, and then there's a New King James study Bible that I really like to, um, when I go to the bookstores every now and then, I'll read, read through it and just look at something because I'm not going to buy every study Bible in the world. But um, a good study Bible is, is key for that. And then there's so many different Bible study tools out there. The apps, um, the Bible apps and the Bible Gateway and all those places, because the goal is to be able to break down timelines, cultures, contexts. We need to understand that sometimes when we're reading the word and we're like, I don't get it. It's because maybe we don't understand the culture that it was going on or the time and the seasons or understanding it in context. So those things will help us go deeper. You want to go deeper. That's what that will do. Yeah. And what will happen is, is it will give you, when you start to read different translations, you'll start to see how, um, certain uh, translations will, will speak to you in a better way. Like, there's some translations you read and you're like, I don't understand what BF are saying. You know, and you're just like, I need something that's going to speak to I me in a something. normal tone that I can understand. And so it will help you, because um, I, I always suggest if you're going to buy a Bible, go buy, go look through Bibles and find a translation or read through them online and say, this one really is, is yeah. easy for me to read or it's, it, it, it engages with me a lot better. And then that's a, a, usually a good Bible for you to get. And then you can always, like, we have, like, six different translations in the ho house. We can just flip back six, and forth. I'll go to the, her Bible, my Bible, the kids' Bible, whatever if I need, or the, one of the study ones we have, and I can read back and forth. So it helps you be able to grasp Scripture yeah. and actually retain it. All right. How do I utilize my gift of healing? Come on. Well, that's a good one. I like that one. wasn't expecting that one. No, I'm just kidding. I, I put these all together, so I, I know what we're um, <laughs> But, uh, so, if, so, God gives us gifts. Some people have, have the gift of uh, discernment. Some people have the gift of healing. And so, healing is this. is It's not just a gift for every, uh, just for one person. It is a gift for everybody. God has given us the ability to lay hands on the sick and you shall recover. He doesn't say a select few will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And, but some people just might, some that might just, be yeah. like, we all have a portion, we all have a measure, you know. You might have 50% of this and someone has 40 or whatever yeah. that they have because we all work together. We're not all a hand. We're all not all a foot. So we have access to all of these. But the first thing to know is what does God's word say about it? If you're like, okay, God says that he gave the gift of healing. Well, let's see what he says. Let's see what God says, you know, about the gift of healing that is from the Holy Spirit. Um, how, look at ways in the Bible that you see it manifest. You know what I mean? Yeah. If God did it. You know, that's what I'm going to look to. Um, it says laying on of hands. It says that in the Bible. So if you're like, you know what, I prayed for them. Now maybe like, hey, so lay my hands on you. Let's hey, pray. Buddy. You know what? It might be awkward at first, but God says it. So if, you, if that's a gifting that you want to run after, then you should probably be doing that. Yeah. Um, what else and, do we and, and I would say this. If, if you feel like if, if you really think that you have the gift of healing and that is your spiritual gift or is a gift that God has really placed on you, then you need to step out. Like for me, I know that usually when I lay hands on my wife and I pray over my wife, when she's not feeling well, something's going to happen. I it get usually, better. Yeah. Like, 
we because it's the blood of Jesus. We're praying yeah. the blood of Jesus over them. But familiarity will, will, will kind of keep that gift down. And so what I suggest is this. If you think you have the gift of healing, you believe that is true, then you go find people. And I'm not just talking like the person that's sitting Get out of your comfort zone. Church. I'm saying go find people. You know what the most awkward thing I ever had to do was find a guy that looked like he was dying in the mall in Traverse City and walk up to him and ask him, can I lay hands on yeah. you and pray for you? And he immediately said yes. I mean, he how many? He didn't even hesitate. Sometimes it's not. We're thinking that people don't want it, but really, is it just us not offering yeah. it? But, he, but the thing is, is, is stepping out. You, if you have that gift, stepping out and using that gift. Mm-hmm. And even if it doesn't show up the first time, it doesn't show up the second time. Sometimes it's just God is saying, I need you to step out, use that gift, pray. You know, there's so, so mm-hmm. many times we're like, oh, God, I just prayed for them and nothing happened. And he's like, yeah, but you prayed once you for them. Prayed, but in, it and you prayed. It doesn't say in the Bible, lay hands on the, the sick and they shall instantly recover. Yeah. What does it say? They say shall recover. Shall what is recovery? Recover. Recovery is a process. Am I right? Heal, instant heal. It doesn't say lay hands on the sick and instant healing will come. It says lay hands on the sick and they, and they shall, shall recover. recover. John and I have this conversation a lot. But that's why we need to know the word. That's why we need to know the word. You'll get in all of these questions, you might get a pattern. Know the word. Know the word. So, are you ready? But yeah, and also, great book for this is uh, F.F. Bosworth, Christ the Healer. It is a hard read and it is a (laughs) slow read, but it is really good. F.F. Bosworth, Christ the Healer. Yeah. Really good book. Okay. Yes, John. Yeah, that, that would probably that. be good. We gave, because the questions, we're going to go on that because we want to make sure we can get everybody's in the next couple of weeks and, and whatnot. But if you have a testimony at the end, yeah. share it. So. Your turn. How do you come back from regret? Not regrets. Regret. <laughs> There's a great tattoo place removal called No Regrets. Like, it's in Big Rapids. A it's actually in Big, Rap- in yeah. Big Rapids. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So you'll have to go see it. We should have got a picture of that. I know we should have. So how do we come? You know, first is we, we have to admit that we missed it. If we let pride get in the way, like, no, I'm fine. I know everything. You don't know everything. None of us know everything. You know, if, if there is regret because of our own choices, then clean it up the mess. Clean up the mess. Admit it. Clean up the mess the best you can. Extend forgiveness. That's a huge thing. Extend forgiveness, especially to yourself. I think that's the piece that we get stuck on, why we hold on to these regrets and and we play them over and over, is because we forgive other people and we forget that God, you know, we need to forgive ourselves for that choice and say, okay, I'm going to do better. I'm going to turn from that, you know what I mean? This miss opportunity or whatever it is, we need to make sure that you know we're admitting, we're cleaning up that mess, and we're extending forgiveness. Yeah. I mean, like I think everybody has regrets. I have regrets when my kids were younger that we didn't, I didn't get to spend more time with them. I was busy working, we were running ministry, and it's like, you know, I regret that. And I just, I've told them that. You know, I wish I had more time. I wish I'd been able to do more. But, but we now were, we spend tons of time with yeah, them. Yeah, now we spend tons of time I'm making up for it. Like when we want to go to bed and our 18-year-old's like, let's go to mom's bed at 11 yeah, o'clock at night and watch movies. Yeah, until we all fall asleep and then I kick her out of bed at night. And it's like she's laying on the end. I'm like, she's 
lays on the end of the bed like a cat. And I'm just like, <laughs> she does. Like, but, you know, sometimes I think about, I'm like, I'm not going to have any regrets because every time she comes in, I think, you know, every time I say yes to something like that, every time I say yes, I think, this might be the last time, so I'm going to say yes. Yep. You know, I, am, I heard something once, and it said, um, this lady was talking, and she said, I was washing my, my child's hair in the sink, and I didn't realize till y- years later that that was the last time I was going to wash my child's hair. I don't think we're ever going to get there because they we still have us wash their <laughs> the sink and pick them There's up no like a baby, put them on the counter. Yeah, like, but I'm saying is we never know like the last time that you your child wants to be held, yeah. you know, picked up. Um, some of us have they're not got there. <laughs> babies, but, you know, though, you know they're so adults, they're just always going to be your kids. And. Say yes. I think it's saying yes, having wisdom. But but just, like, forgiving yourself for that and just saying, you know what, I didn't know. A lot of times in our lives, we don't know. We get so busy doing work and Mm. church. And and there was times we look back, and Sarah and I both regret this. We spent so much stinking time at church doing absolutely jack squat. I'm just saying. How do you feel about that? No, I'm, what I'm saying is that's why, that's why I, I'm like. We wasted time going to meetings and stuff yeah, like that. And you know what we said? Instead, what we did is we admitted that. And, and I do think going to church, if I could be, you know, we come early. We come all yeah. the time. Our kids come with us. But we watch people be like, we got to go to meeting, meeting, leave their kids out. You know, put their family on that instead of doing it with them. And that's what he means. Yeah. Doing we, it with them. We, we, we had time. to do this. And, and we didn't do this. All, I don't think we did it all the time. But instead, we had to admit, we had to forgive and say, you know, we could have done that better when they yeah. were younger. And then we say, you know what, God, we're going to have wisdom and we are doing it better. Yeah. Our kids do everything with us. You know, like we're going to go to a meeting. They're like, can we come? Hey, I don't care. Come. <laughs> They're like, does this meeting involve food? Yes. Do, do, do they need, need babysitters because we need money, you know, that kind of thing. And so it's, just, it's looking back and saying, no, we wouldn't have done it that way, but do I hold it against ourselves? No. We yeah. just weren't wise enough at that moment, at that season, to understand the value of spending time with our children. I mean, we spend a lot of time with our kids, don't get me wrong, and we refuse to do ministry without them. People are like, Where's your kid? why are your kids here? Because we want them here. Because they're part of the kingdom. Yeah, so we just had to learn. Why aren't your kids here? Yeah, exactly. Boom! I just roasted all those people. There's your answer when people ask you, why you bring your kids everywhere? Why don't you bring your kids anywhere? We tell, we tell most of our volunteers, oh, your stop. kids need to be here. That got me fired up. Need- <laughs> Come on. Ooh, i got to put some notes on that. We tell all of our volunteers, bring your kids with you. We want to see your little ones, and your little ones need to see you serving and volunteering and praising and and worshiping and tithing and giving. They need to see that. That's how you set that foundation is having that time with your kids. Here's the thing. Which brings us into our next question. Yes. So we'll get to that in a second. But having those kids with you in those moments helps solidify those foundations so you Mm -hmm. wonder – John and I were having a conversation, or all four of us were having a conversation a couple weeks ago. We want to make sure that our kids have good foundations and our grandkids have good foundations. This is how you do it. Serve with your kids. If they're going crazy, take them out. But if they're not, they're there. But not just serve at, at church. Serve yeah. at home. Yeah. So next question. How do I further my pursuit of a stronger foundation? Yes. Boom. This is what we need. I think we all need this. I yes. think if we continually build on that foundation, it's easy to let time go by and we realize, oh, no, my foundation got a little rocky. Yep. 
So we need to be educated and, and know the foundations of the word of God. So here's the thing is there's that word of God again. Hearing. Yes, we need faith, but we need to understand scripture too. We can't just mm-hmm. have faith and walk around uh, not understanding what scripture means and what scripture does. Like I said one time, I said, uh, I've said this a couple times, is scripture without the Holy Spirit involved is just words. Once the Holy Spirit, it, you're actively inviting the Holy Spirit, that's where the foundation comes from. Because you can just read this. How many of you guys, re- like I said, read scripture, didn't get anything. Holy Spirit comes involved in it, and you're like, oh my God, that's revelation. When revelation comes, that's when foundations are solidified. Yeah, that's good. So basically 21 Days is a great book to help solidify those foundations. Um, hearing from God. Who, who you are, who Jesus is, our identity is huge. You can say, oh, I, I, I understand my identity in Christ, but I have a problem hearing from God. Well, if you have a problem hearing from God, how do you understand who, what your identity is? Because your identity comes, comes from, from what God says about you. Yeah. So if you struggle with hearing from God, then you're going to struggle with your identity. So it's, it's learn to hear from God first, and then your identity will start to flow from that. And, and you get that because you pray. That's talking to God. You know, when you're not quite sure if he hears you or you even hear from him, still just do it. You know what? God's word says do it. Do it. You know, build healthy kingdom relationships. Hel- the key, did you guys hear that? Healthy kingdom relationships. You know, we have seen, um, I think we have worked really hard and been really diligent to not be abusive leaders. We have seen people in the church abuse other people and that's but that's so terrible because we're supposed to be going being together so building healthy kingdom relationships discipleship happens when we make room for people in the kingdom i think when you come from some messed up families like we have um i think everybody's come from messed yeah, up, but, different I mean, ways yeah like, Hers is messed up in a whole different way than mine is messed up. And mine is messed up in different a whole different dysfunctions. way. Different dysfunction. Yeah, like just completely dysfunctional in a totally different way. Dysfunction doesn't have one identity. And I think um, when you start to build healthy relationships, you start to realize uh, how unhealthy you are at the moment. And you can change that, but also how unhealthy the places you came from. Sometimes it, you didn't come from very unhealthy family sometimes it was a great family sometimes it wasn't but there's always um things you can do inadequacies in every relationship and we have to learn from those and say how do i not carry on that or how do i um change that make a better generation i think you know when people challenge us on on a lie or the poor foundations that we that we that we lay um, we get the opportunity to uproot those lies to uproot like you know maybe we've lived in poverty mindsets maybe we've lived under abuse maybe we've lived under you know lies that the enemy has told us about value or anything like that but we get the opportunity to uproot those and lay a firm foundation in Christ so maybe things you've been taught forever you start reading the bible more and you're like that's not even in God's word uproot it throw it away now i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you something it's okay you this one oh you want yeah because you know <laughs> <laughs> i can say it with a smile um i will tell you how to get rid of old foundations that are deteriorating generational strongholds in your lives if you're like i don't like how i turned out i don't maybe i don't like what my parents did or i don't like how my she kids turned out smile because i just don't say a whole lot of smile <laughs> So it's just easier for her to say it because you'll probably receive it better from her because she's smiling. I mean, it might be hard, but really, if you have a fence, it's a sure sign that your foundation is not stable. 
If you get offended easily, if you're like, I don't like this. I don't like how they said it. I don't like this about these people. I don't like this church. I don't like this location. I don't like this, this, this. They don't like this. That is a sure sign that your foundation is not stable. Boom. That is intense right yeah, I there. See. Did she say that with a smile? Okay. But no, it, it is true because here, here's the thing. is if, we're, if our foundation is based on Christ, which it should be. It, our, here's the problem is people come to church and they base their foundation on the people of the church, the pastors of the church, the worship, the, the community, the conversations they have. And instead, our foundation should be based on the word of God in Christ Jesus. Yeah, and that's... And so we, we, we oh, they did this wrong. Well, you're, you were putting all your hope in, in a person. people instead of Jesus Christ, who is unfa- infallible and doesn't make mistakes. Yeah, and, and when, we're, when we're running from place to place, you know, trying to find the foundation we created that we want instead of what God ordained and created, we're always going to be offended. Yep. You're always going to be offended when you are trying to create your own foundation kind of instead of your foundation in Christ. We're going to be offended. We're going to be hurt. We're going to be judgmental. We're going to be disengaged because you know what? The kingdom is our calling. That is the only foundation that can last generations. That's the only one. That's it. Think about this. If you, how many of you guys have ever had a conversation with your spouse and it ended up being very intense fellowship? Like it's, that's what, that's how I like to call our, our conversations because our, most of our conversations usually start with a, uh, a conversation, th- then an argument, <laughs> and then some very intense fellowship, and then it goes back to a conversation and an argument, and then it goes back to just a conversation. And but we got to get we yeah. got to get past the offense and hurt. Yeah, but you know, the then we is, get to the point. We we put so much on that. our spouses. We put so much hope in our spouses that when they disappoint us, oh, I can't believe this happened. Well, why did you put all your hope in your spouse? It's in Christ. We put all of our hope in Jesus Christ because he's, and we trust that he's going to lead our spouses mm-hmm. in the proper way. Yeah, so foundations, it's really important that it is founded on Christ, not each arguments. other. You guys would be scared. But you know what's so good? But we come to a resolution. It's not that scary. It is sometimes. I get scared of it sometimes. <laughs> it's great when they're trapped in the car. Okay, anyway. we're, we're moving on. Yeah. You better stop. I'm going to pinch him. Okay, moving on. You know what, but it's so Woo. good. Because you know what? Even when we're, even if you're upset, even the, if you do. Half the church oh, I'm not worried about I'm that either, because but. I just told them that if they get offended, they're just really immature in their foundations. So right. go against God's word. Go ahead. See how it works out for you. Number six. <laughs> yeah. When your kids are going through changes in emotions and finding their look in life, whatever that means, and their worth, look? what's the best way to go with, with those changes? Well, first of all, don't point and laugh at them and say you look like a freak. That doesn't work. They have enough, kids have enough outside pressure when they go to school, uh, their jobs, peers, whatever it is. They have mm-hmm. enough outside pressure and influence. They need something solid at home. Yes. We need to be rock solid for our kids. We're, yes, we're emotional basket cases sometimes, but we need to be rock solid for our kids. Like there was times when we went through things and our kids like, we didn't realize bad things were happening in our life as a family, but now we look back and say, <laughs> Well, it didn't, you guys didn't make it like, oh my gosh, that, the world's falling apart. No, they said you guys held it together and you just said, you know, right now we don't have the ability to do this or we can't mm-hmm. do this as a family, but we're going to do something else. And so our kids, first of all, need to know that their parents 
love them, mm-hmm. are backing them. You know, your kids do some stupid stuff. We all, we do stupid we stuff. Do, so why are we so we're adults and we're expecting people that's brains haven't even yeah. been developed fully and haven't even walked this earth as long yeah. as we have. But I think so the, you got a good yeah, I got a that. really great answer for this. Yeah. Um, I was going to disagree with that because I don't know. Yeah, so I think that we have to ask ourselves: Is what they're doing is it sin? You know, because that determines on how we need to handle that. How we need to handle how they're acting or looking or showing up in life is what they're doing sin. And if it is, then we have to deal with that. We have to deal with that. We have to do, and, and, the, and the big thing is a lot of times, first we have to look at our own lives. Did we set a good example? Did we give them the tools? Did we have a, you know, did we repent for things that, you know, we didn't know better for? This goes back to the whole regrets thing. You know, is, repentance. Yeah, repentance for that. Repentance. You know what? I look at my life, I look at her life, and our parents didn't know things. I look at when we were young, we didn't know things. So there's things you learn and grow from, and you just can't have regret and say, oh, I, I screwed my kid up for the first two years. Well, Can you, you know, it's time to. closer to me? You want that? Yeah. Okay, that's right. You want your back? I want it closer. Oh, okay. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> I got to sit back now. You're okay. You got yeah, it. But that's where the, the regrets thing. <laughs> Don't have regrets for that. And just, you know, ask for forgiveness from God, from your kids, and just say, you know what? I'm going to do better. I'm going to uh, raise them better. I'm going to do whatever I can to be a better parent. Yeah. I think that is goes back to those good foundations in Christ. That's where truth is. That's where freedom is. You know, repent, start over, start to incorporate that those things into your atmosphere. You know? We are a family that goes to church together. We don't say, I'm tired in the morning and be like, well, it's okay. Once we do that, then we're mad because our kids, when they get out on their own, don't serve the Lord. Well, you created that. Every morning when you're like complaining about church, complaining about people not showing up, and then you're like, why don't my kids go to church? Because you put the foundation that it is not important. Oh man, Did you say that with a Worship. Smile? No, I'm not smiling okay, because this is serious. We want to know. We want to know why. We want our kids to know the Lord. Yes. We want our grandkids. If I'm not here to preach the gospel, I got to know that my kids can t- preach the gospel to their children. Don't right? <laughs> I want to know that they have healthy relationships. So, you know, we go to church. If, if, we, if our kids don't know how to worship because we make sure we get to church after worship or we sit there and play on our phone and then we're like, why can't our kids understand worship? Well, you are the most important person yeah. in their lives. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. That's the same that's thing as parents. What, that's what kids parents, are doing. We, are, we follow Christ and our kids are going to see us. You know, Dustin, I was watching your daughter in the back willow and she's just hand up. She's just moving. She, the moment she heard the music this morning, she's just moving. So she's awesome. ready. It, but that shows that you know, you know how to worship. worship is. Yeah, and and that's what we need to do. We need to we if if we're saying I don't like the direction my kids are going in, start saying, Am I showing them yeah. how to get there? And doesn't mean have to be. These don't even have to be sin things. Start start to create a kingdom atmosphere at home 
and at church so that when they go places where there isn't that atmosphere, like maybe their school or job, you know, or things like that, they can carry that. They can carry that with them. Talk about who God is, what Jesus did, what the Holy Spirit gives, teaching them, you know, who they are um, and that they were uniquely created and they were placed in this season. So it's not like, oh, I just want to be done with school. I just want to be done with this area. And I don't want, you know, sometimes we deal with that with our kids that they, they begin to isolate because they don't know how to go into areas because we need to give those tools some of us are new believers or we haven't even been taught this as parents and you know what that's where you go back forgive yourself and now start from this day start saying you know what my kids say i don't want to go to church because you know so many times i said oh i got to do this this or this and it's more important or i'm tired you know my kids I don't think they've ever said that. And we've never made it a requirement. But my they, kids are like, this is my part, family. They yeah, want to be here. To drive, they drive themselves. Yeah. Like we tell Layla, you don't have to come to church early. She don't like, but to, she, she don't like to get up early. That's fine. Like Make her early. own choices. Like noon 30 and she's up. You know, like, <laughs> no. she, um, but it really she, is. We tell them, you know, you have to come to church. While you're in our house, after you go to well, our actually, house, I don't even tell well, them that. I tell them they can do whatever want they you, want. We want you to come to church. This is just as a family. We're different. We go to church. On, we're different. I'm like, if you don't come to church, you don't come to church. But they and want I to be. But I'm saying we've never had to do that because the foundation we put is our church family is our family. That is your family. You love these people. You want to serve them. You want to take care of them. You give because you know what God is doing. That it is so. And it also helps that we don't have a lot of good outside family. So when the church family's there, no, it, it I mean, does. it'd be great, but how much better if you could have both? Yeah, exactly. You don't have to choose. You don't have to no, choose, you and you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to choose. But, but then the, with our families, it's like they don't have cousins that they go and hang out with. They don't have uh, family. So for them, this is their family. And they've also learned yeah. that kingdom has more freedom, peace, and joy. Yep. That when you have to even, even when you spend time with people who have not yet met Jesus, it's, they realize, you know what? I do it in short spurts because it's not that much fun. It doesn't feel that great. And they've learned that on their own. And they can still be a light. They can still, you know, sow into people's lives and love on them. But in the other, so the other part of this is if it's not sin, let your kids have some emotions. Sometimes they just need to be mad. You know, I have one child that always responds to me like she's angry, but I just know because I'm an intense person, I can be like, I am so happy with you right now. Like, I just am really excited. And people are like, she yelled at me. I'm like, am I yelling? My, Matt tells me all the time, please. I said, this, you married me. You know my voice is this loud all the time. The I don't gets, have a whisper. Because I can't hear because I've, I've, I think I've maybe ruined my own hearing. Um, <laughs> actually, my hearing got ruined when I was 17 years old back with super tones. Anybody? <laughs> and the only place to ska, it's a dance was in front of speakers that were eight foot tall. Me and my infinite 17-year-old wisdom <laughs> decided that I would go do that because I wanted to be close to stage. Oh. Choices. <laughs> but, you know, and like I... my hearing is going because of her. And she's like, <laughs> what? I'm like, you, you okay. have hearing? Like, like, I can hear you in the uh, other room. Oh, I say in our household, I'll scream things out like, hey, do this, I need you. And then they do it, and I'm like, I can't hear you. They're like, you do it all the time. I said, yeah, but I'm loud. So if you can't be loud, you can't say things from the other room. <laughs> yeah, we're like, hey, Sarah, and she's like, you know, 
I can't hear you. Like, like what? And then we're in like the far end of the house in like the music's on. She's like, and she's screaming stuff. And we're looking at each other like, what is she talking about? But you can what hear she, me. We can hear, but we can't make out what you're talking. We just hear the noise. Well, you know to come. Yes. It's like, oh, she's saying, we might as well just get over there and figure out what she's doing. It's so much fun in our house. Yeah. But but the, the part, the second part I like is that is let your kids have some emotion. It's okay for them to be sad sometimes. It's okay for them to be, like, overexcited. You ever work with middle schoolers? Lord have mercy. It's a lot. Sometimes they, like, do the dumbest things. You're like, what is wrong with that? But you know what? Who cares if they wear crazy stuff? You know what? Let them not shower for a little bit. You know, why fight with them? Just say, if you're not going to shower, you can only go in these parts of the house where I'm not. (laughs) Whatever. Put up some boundaries. But, you know, let let them get a little messy and figure that out. Like, hey, when I shower, no one wants to sit by me at lunch. And you don't shower. Well, yeah, oh yeah, when I don't shower. When I do yeah. shower. If you shower, they should want to sit by you. Yeah. I mean, you. I made it so okay. mad. So, I didn't know if I wanted to sit by him today, so when he was getting dressed, I sprayed him with my stuff. He got mad. I was like, girl perfume all over him. He's like, I'm like, ha ha. It was a fight. It was fun. Anyway, this um, Well, it gets messy. You know, if we punish them or tell them, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. Let me. We're trying to control every aspect of their life. Axe body spray is not an alternative to showering for teenage boys. I'm just letting you know. It is not an alternative to showering. Axe body spray does not make you clean. It just covers up your stench. Girls didn't do that. to the stench by the end of the day. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but these are all fun things that sometimes you know are silly and we try to control it all and it's like sometimes let them figure that out let them yeah. let them have or a little fail let them have yeah, a little failure you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do and because I, I think if we're trying to control every aspect we're lecturing them over yep. and over all that is is making them you know begin to hide things from you because and they, they, what the kids will feel like my parents are the, same, the kids at school tease me. My parents are on me. They're against me, too. And so we need to, to encourage them to shower daily. We need or to. Or at least every other day. Well, um, we've we got we to get off yeah, the shower. Yeah. Um. But please shower. we got to get back on is yeah. you are the most important person. Yeah. If you Number are one. nuclear family, you are in their life. They're looking up to you. Be available so that you can still oversee, you know what I mean? You know, you might, when they say, I can carry 20 bags in. And you might say, well, those are flimsy bags. You don't have to say that. Let them drop some noodles or, or some cans on their feet and get frustrated and have to go pick them up. We don't have to control everything. But if they're like, I'm going to go run in the road, yeah, we're going to stop that. So we need to make sure that we're still overseeing and, and teaching them how to learn how to handle their freedom so that they don't worth. feel imprisoned, building worth, that they're not they're not they're not feeling like everything is just a punishment because I don't do it the way mom and dad want there's a there's a uh, I was listening to one guy one time he's like every time I come home from work I always come in and he goes I give my wife a kiss and then I go see my kids I do it the opposite way my wife knows that she's the most important person in my life but when my girls were young first thing I would do is I come in and give both of them a hug and a kiss because they needed to feel worth more than she does because I, I'm yeah, like I'm, my her. love language is not like yeah she's like get off me I'm like I do not need you to tell me that you love me I do yeah. not need you as much to like hug and kiss me I need you to clean the living room <laughs> I need you to get me a remote car starter <laughs> sorry I'm deaf in this ear my love language is access <laughs> But anyway, so, but no. He, you did really, get me a heated seat. Yeah, I did. You did. That's all you're getting. So I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Your but it, it definitely worth is important. But no, it just giving my girls that worth and know that they were important. 
because mm -hmm. I want them to not go into their junior high and high school years not feeling they have worth and finding some random unclean ex sprayed boy to get worth from. I wanted them to know that they were important in my life. Bring it. And so my wife got third place when it came to the greetings, but I would always greet my kids, mm. my daughter. I don't think it was third place. I think I was like, take care of that. Be healthy. Yeah, have a healthy like family. She was always create, the last person like, to get a hug and a kiss usually when they were little because they I knew they needed that because I didn't want my kids. We were in youth group at the time, and we saw girls that had no relationship with their dad, no worth built from their parents, and I was like, oh, my kids are not going boys to Boys, too. Like it's not just girls. Well, I mean, yeah, we deal with it because girls, girls, but boys, anyway. boys are in that Moving spot, on. too. Yeah, so number seven. Come on. What advice do you have for what people searching for a godly spouse? Could you okay. give me some advice? Okay, finishing. No, I'm just kidding. No, you guys can't. <laughs> you guys, it took you a while to catch on to that one. We'll make anyway, this the last one. Yeah, we'll get, this is going to be the last one. So. And next week we'll do the rest. You guys catch on really quick, too. So uh, be godly first yourself. There's That is such yeah. a key. Like, you can't I be was, running around, running yeah. amok, being... Come on, come on. Like that, and then be like, I want someone who is who is just pure and kind and things like that. Yeah. I saw this video uh, when last we're not. week, and I actually sent it to some friends. And it, this this roundtable, all these women are like, I just want to find a guy that that believes in the Bible and acts like the guys from the Bible. He's like, Were well, you acting like a woman from the Bible? He goes, Are you a virgin? Have you slept with how many men have you slept with? And they're like, He's like, Exactly. He's like, If you expect that from yes. me then I want the same expectation. Exactly. So if you're running around looking for somebody and you're like, I can't find anyone good. Well, I don't know if you guys know, but most of this stuff is things that we can do to change because we can't change other people. Yep. We can't force them. So it's, it's how much we are in our word. It's how many things we have, you know, um, understanding on wisdom and knowledge and things that we can change because we can't change other people. Yeah. It's their it's job the to go to we, God we, and... You know, there's always this mentality, like, um, you know, having girls, there was always guys coming around tr chasing after them. I'm like, you get out of here. You get out of here. You can stay. Um, you can still stay. Still worth thinking about you. I'm not quite sure yet. Um, this one, he definitely can, can stay. stay. You can stay, yeah, too. Can no, stay. we're just teasing. No, you can. You yeah. can. But, you know what? They found good ones, yeah. but you know what? But the thing is, is I, did, I knew that... The, they have to go through a lot of really hard questions with me. They, these kids are probably thinking, I don't know if this is worth it. This lady makes me talk about things that I never it's even thought I could say out loud. But that's the thing is, like, when we, when you have looking for a godly spouse, whether it's a man or, or a woman... You, if you're a man or a woman. You can't expect to have, you know, like these guys, they all want this good girl. And it's like, well, what are you acting like? Mm -hmm. when, what's the other three girls that you've been out with in the last three weeks? And, you know, like, oh, I just want a good girl. Well, yeah, you want a good girl because you're looking for somebody that's never had experience with somebody else. And so you can do what you want. Yeah. And it's the same way. With it's women. a selfishness. I want, I want a good guy. Well, what are you doing to attract a good guy? You know, like I even with her, when I saw her, I was like, hey, girl. I was like, you want to go to church? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and that out. is, you know what? You want someone to go to church with you? I hope you're going. Yeah. Don't be like, let's just start going to church. You know what? When we, went, when we started dating, I was like, we got to find a church. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah. I'm like, I don't care what else. We, we just, we got to do this. And we, that is, I think, one of the things, even though we made all these different mistakes in our lives, we're like, we got to find a community because we're dumb. Yep. Like, we're younger, there's people who have went through all of these things, and they have the wisdom of the Lord, and I'm going to find them in the kingdom. 
I'm not going to find them on Facebook. I'm not going to find them online. I'm not going to find them in magazines. I'm going to find them in the kingdom. So, you know, if you want someone who goes to church, you should go to church. If you want someone who loves to worship, you should love to worship. You can't sit there and be like, hey, go over there and worship. I want to watch you. That's weird. That's creepy. If you do that, you might get kicked out. <laughs> right? Because then who are you worshiping? Oh, that one. Boom, 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 man. It's like a roller coaster. Down, down, baby. Down okay. by the roller coaster. Just stay focused, please. Just trying to this bring not, back our old childhood love. This is not karaoke. It is karaoke. No, it's not. I created it yeah, right, right now. I just My spoke it into is, existence. God says you have what you speak. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> I better not sing. <laughs> oh. Yeah, why don't you? Yeah, I got. Yeah, you go for it. I mean, these are my notes right here. Yeah, that's your note. That's right. That's your note. So, it is our job to mature. Yeah. In some years, I haven't got there. Nope. But you know what? Because I'm, you know, child. You know, also, it's like, I want that newness of God. Whoop, I'm a dog. I mean, like. (laughs) I don't do that. You did that a couple weeks ago. Anyway. um, Well, I meow to my cats. Yes. Let's go on. Yeah. <laughs> she knows she's not going to have Do you guys have this much fun anywhere? You are in church. You are in the kingdom. And you guys have been laughing. And it's not a laugh reel. We didn't even set one of those up. Keegan Dewey. Do we have a laugh reel on there? No, we don't. Hey, don't be lying now. <laughs> lying is a sin. Ten I'm commandments up in money. here. No. <laughs> You're making the same we're all making. Yeah. I was paying you good money to just agree with me there, dude. So, so it's our job to mature in spiritual things, in natural things. You know, be trustworthy. Be hardworking. Um, you know, Proverbs 31, that's about woman. But basically, if you're looking for a woman or to be that person, you know, yeah, you go through. I'm going to read some of the scripture here. And it says, an excellent woman, one who is spiritually capable, intelligent, and virtuous. And then it goes down, you know, the heart of her husband trusts in her. She comforts and encourages. You know, she looks for wool and flax and works. I mean, she does something. And then it says that she equips herself. It goes down at the end. It says, you know, a woman who fears the Lord uh, reverently worshiping, obeying, serving, and trusting him in awe-filled respect. You know, it's our job. You want me to say boom? No, I want to okay. go back to that because oh, okay. my other parts of my notes Sorry, are on go. there. Thank you. Um, you know, we need, if we want to know, it's in God's word. You know, being, being trustworthy, being hardworking, being prepared, being strong spiritually, mentally, and physically. You know what? You got to go in and say, you know, I need to make sure I take care of my body, not abusing it. Being wise and fears the Lord. That means honor and respects and has reverence for the Lord. If that's what you're, if that's, if you want to be fulfilled, that's what you need to look for. If you want to eventually be divorced, go with your immediate need. But you know what? The only thing that can fulfill you is Christ. Your spouse can't. They are a helper but they can't fulfill you. So, you know, if they are living godly principles, how much better are they going to be a helpmate to you? How much better? So if you're looking for something, look for what God says to look for. Look for someone who fears the Lord. Look for someone, you know, who loves, you know, God, who loves being kingdom. Because there's enough problems 
there's a it's hard enough to continue to have connection and relationship, right? Relationships are hard. They are a lot of work and they can also be super rewarding. Yeah. I love being married. Me I couldn't ima- Yes, like if I had to like get all prettied up all the time. Like I listen to like people who are dating all the time like Oh my gosh, it's exhausting. You never get to wear sweatpants. You got to be like, oh, I got to dress up all the time. You know what? For their birthdays, they're like, oh, let's go out and do something nice. I'm like, I want to sit. And for my birthday coming up, I said, I want the recipe from Donna's of that cheesecake. And I want a cheesecake. And I want to sit on my lap in my bed and watch Netflix and talk about it with my spouse. I love that, that I can do that for you. You know what? Those are things I think I love being married. But I also am glad, you know, because the best things, because he's a kingdom man. That means we have a good foundation. It's hard enough in the kingdom. And I think people are like, we oh, still argue. find a spouse. And here, here's what, what really, and we'll close with this because we're running yep, really we're late. Yep, we're running really late. Um, I saw Children's Church speaking, and I'm like, get on, come on. I, I got this from a cartoon we were watching one time. The, cartoon? The kid, the kid just says, she was, this girl was being mean. He goes, you need to fix yourself. And, and I was like, that's funny. But it's true. If we're so busy looking for a spouse, we're not, uh, we're not actually focusing on what God is doing in us. Yeah. We need to work on what God is doing in us so then when a spouse does come around or somebody that is able to be a spouse, we're not having to fix ourselves in the relationship trying to fix each other. Yeah, that's good. And so we need to fix ourselves. Let That's God right. work in us. That's Open good. ourselves up to allowing God to work in us, mature us, give us good foundations, emotional health, whatever it is. And while God is doing that, he's preparing a spouse for you. But when That's we right. go looking for something, we're just going to find something we don't want usually. That's true. I didn't go so, looking for That's nothing. good. That's good. See, that's a, that's a good word. So I hope you guys enjoyed these questions. Are these answering? Do you guys feel like you're getting some answers? Um, you know, we just wanted to go to God's word. That's why we put notes and things like that, because we just wanted to see what and God was saying. It, so. Yeah, so yeah, we tried to do so. All, right? so. Next week we're going to do it again. There's some really good ones you do not like. Like you have someone that just wants to come, ha- someone that doesn't know what kingdom's about, let them come have fun. Invite them next week. Let them come have some fun and hear, because th- sometimes people just don't know. And you know what? They're afraid to ask because we've made it, people, the world has made it where you get ridiculed, you get embarrassed if you ask questions. So here, nobody knows if you ask it or not. And you can be like, yes, that's what I needed. That's what I needed. So, all right. So we will see you guys next week.